Hello and welcome to Come Out and Play, the D&D podcast that's all trans, all the time. My name is Benjamin, my pronouns are he, him, and I will be your DM for this campaign. I am Shay, I use they, them pronouns. I am playing Alusha, who uses she, her pronouns, and she is a noble elf. I'm Mel, I use they, them pronouns, and I will be portraying Terpsichore, a all-around fun person to be with, and who uses a variety of pronouns. I'm Chris, I play Rill, and we both use he, him pronouns. My name is Moss, I use ze, them pronouns, and I'm playing Ember, who uses they, them pronouns. They are a human paladin of the singing flame. Having delivered your packages to mainly the church in Kemadosh, having met some of Rill's friends and relations, and done a little librarying. You have left the Kemadosh caverns. You have trudged up the very, very long approach tunnel. And you emerge onto the surface in the warm light of late afternoon. It's probably about 4 p.m. You can walk through the day and you will be able to camp on the banks of the Vin River. You'll reach it late. You, you won't be camping till maybe midnight, but you can do that. That's not a problem. You can just push on through the day. It's easier now that you've walked this road in one direction. You all know where you're going, so you can just trudge along, make your tired camp, and settle down to rest. Ember, as you are sleeping, you dream. You dream yourself in a metal forge. You're very familiar with this kind of place, but this isn't your forge, not the one that you used to work. This is grander and larger and at the same time not large. At the same time, it's a small space, it's cosy. You look around and working over the forge itself, you see a sturdy non-binary human working on a small glowing piece of metal very delicate work as they turn between heating the metal and the anvil you see from their back they have glittering wings like a dragonfly behind them just gently fluttering as they turn they glance up at you meet your eyes just for a moment, and it's almost like being struck, the force of their gaze. They glance back down at the forge and say, could you pass me that gold wire, please? Dream me does so. It's very easy to find the wire. It comes straight to your hand when you look for it. It's very fine, very pure gold. Pass the coil of wire, and they take it and start doing very precise inlaid curls of wire into whatever it is they're working on. And they say, Ember, aren't you? Yep, that's, that's me. The world's not right, you know. Not as it should be. Hasn't been for a very long time. And I thought, I thought it was going to be all right, but it's not. There's danger. Kind of danger that could tear the whole world loose of its anchor. Send it adrift out of reality. Maybe not this generation, maybe not next, but it's coming. 
That doesn't sound like a good thing. I don't think it is either. They take a moment to reheat the metal, lay another coil of gold into it, pump the bellows. The problem I have, child, is that I can't tell you everything without breaking oath. Uh, can you tell me what it is you're, you're working on there? Yes, this isn't secret. But they just keep working. I'd like to explain, I would, because I want to change things, but there are treaties between the gods more than you know about, and I can't break them. So I have to send you looking for what I'd like to tell you, you understand? That makes sense. How do I know when I found the right things? Look for the old problem. The old things, the changes that happened thousands of years ago. The war, that was the culmination of things that happened then, made possible by what I can't explain to you. That's what needs fixing. They take the piece they've been working on and they pass it through water and it hisses as it cools. They bring it out and it's a circlet, a diadem in gold, beautifully curlicued. And in the centre, there's a setting for a gem. But in the centre, there's only emptiness where the gem should be placed. They hold it in their hand and look over it at you. And you feel as if you're being pushed, as things become more distant and pull away from you. And they say, look, learn, fix it. And they vanish and you are lying in the darkness around your cooling campfire. Just the memory of a dream. Does anyone else appear to be awake? Um, you can see Alusha is meditating, in, and so is Rill in the way they usually do, but they don't appear to have seen or heard anything. They're just quietly meditating. I pull out my diary and write down everything that I can remember about that dream, and in, in, including like a small sketch of the, of the circlet. Um, and sort of wait for someone to wake up to talk to about it. Anyone who would like to have that conversation is free to um, wake up in their own good time and have and um, volunteer for it. Do we not have like anyone posted on rotation? Yeah, I think that somebody would be. I think maybe Alusha is. I put it to you that with one drow and one normal elf in the party, we only need two shepherds. As long as they're willing to take all of them. As long as they're willing to take all of them, yeah. Um, in this case, however, Alusha has volunteered. So, Alusha, you um, hear the soft noise from behind you around the campfire of Ember waking up and not just rolling over in their sleep, but their breathing gets quicker and they're clearly awake. Hey there. Are you all right? 
I think I just had a prophetic dream. Oh, really? I think I was with the singing flame. And they were telling me about my purpose in life to learn and to fix these deep problems that are wrong with the world. Whoa. And yeah. They said that they couldn't tell me, they couldn't just tell me things because there were treaties among the gods, but like that I had to figure it out. And, and, and I think, I don't know, but I think this is a direction. I, I mean, it seems like we're on the right path in looking into these newer gods or not quite gods and I've never had anything from the singing flame that was this real it felt like I was there wow um what exactly happened in the dream well they were just making this circlet um that was missing a gem and just talking to me um, and explaining everything that I just said. Um, and they told me to look for what started, what led to the War of the Gods and learn from that. Which feels like some pretty hefty, hefty uh, purpose for just a human. Yeah, uh, you know, I don't think I, I haven't really talked much about this, but back when I first um, got bitten by by the wolf, uh, in the first couple of days when I was um, going through the initial transformation, um, I had a very vivid dream that felt what seems to be the level of... Uh, inscrutable um that that you're describing here and i wonder there there are just there are too many there are too many things going on in our our little ragtag group that that feel i don't know like there there's there can't be there can't be that many coincidences um especially given what's what's happened for us um recently uh i don't know like i guess for whatever reason you and i and rill and tipsikri have been selected chosen for something this is god this is huge uh should we wake the others up and and tell them about what what your dream was as well i think I think I need to process it a bit. Um, so I think I'll hold off till the morning, but yeah, this, we're like important people. I've never been important before. It's not all it's cracked up to be sometimes, but I think in this case, it's going to be vital. And then I guess we go back to sleep. Uh, you, you go back to sleep. Or... <laughs> And Alicia goes back to meditating, and both both of us completely befuddled. 
yeah, poking at the fire trying to figure things out. Feeling very existentialist. The rest of the night passes without incident. Dawn comes on schedule. Everyone else wakes up. It's a little chilly first thing in the morning, but otherwise everything seems normal. I tell the other two about the dream and don't make our listeners hear it all for a third time. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. What? Wow. What do you think they meant? I mean... They just want you to follow your gut? I think they'll be giving clues, and it, it seems like the sort of thing that I'll, I'll know it when I see it. Um, but I guess I just keep researching the previous conflict as we go around and, and I guess, hear people's stories. Yeah, I, I guess. Unless we're literally looking for some sort of gem, but that seems a bit on the nose. Yeah, maybe. All I for one am just glad to be being moved around in the inscrutable will of ephemeral beings. It's my favorite. Well, but now I mean, you know what being a cleric is like. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> am I like key to this? Do I get to bounce if it gets too much? Is it just is this your personal business or are we like a fellowship brought together for one purpose, etc. I mean, Alusha and I were talking last night, and it seems with our newfound ability to have prophetic dreams, I don't know, uh, it seems like perhaps we're meant to be a group, and you and Rill also have some strange coincidental things happening like I don't know I feel like I feel like we're meant to be a group obviously if you don't want to be there's nothing oh, keeping I mean, you here no I mean it's fair I guess I guess being pushed around by gods is a better thing than other options at the very least it would lead to some interesting stories that's true I engaged in a divine quest for the salvation for the salvation of all sapient beings, and all I got was a fant- was a killer routine. <laughs> so Sigri seems genuinely glum at the thought of having a divine mission. Oh, well, glum or excited, uh, you nonetheless get around to breakfast and hit the road again because you have a long way to go to get home. Oh, hey, that reminds me. I mean, I'm serious. If you want to, like, ditch the whole postal thing after this trip, I'm sure we can get on a ship in Vanguard and go meeting Dragonborn and gnomes and whatnot. Well, that would be really interesting, but maybe we should see where the wind takes us? Eh? Eh? Yeah, right. Well... I mean, if we are supposed to learn what happened with what happened before, 
presumably that includes things that happened over there and we're not likely to learn much of that from over here since things seem to be pretty biased it may in fact be a good thing to see what there is to see over there and maybe they need post too like maybe we well, don't have to quit typically i'd imagine we'd we wouldn't personally courier the post the entire way from Vernisland to like the Principes, but like but I mean on the other hand. I mean we get paid well knows? for it, I imagine. That is true. Well, let's see let's see what they have for us back at the guild. Eventually. Yeah, really long range uh mail here. Do you think we'll make it back to um Shell Shell Bay? Shell Shell Bay? I've lost track of words and places. I'm tired. Is anyone else tired? I feel like I've lost track of time with being in the underdark. Definitely a little discombobulated. Yeah, I do mean Shell Bay. Do you think we'll make it to Shell Bay tonight? DM says, yeah, that's about where you'll get to tonight. We'll probably get back around there. Alright, let's make it to Shell Bay. Let's try. Let's press on. You press on. The first part of the day is uneventful. You eat your cold trail rations for lunch as you walk along because it saves time. And then about mid-afternoon, you see ahead of you on the road a cart, which is not moving. Instead, there are two people stood around arguing about it. As you get closer, you can see the back of the cart is sort of piled high with boxes which have got a tarp laid over them tied down tightly two horses to pull the thing but it looks like one of them has gone lame doesn't want to put its hoof down and the people are arguing um you can't quite hear what they're saying and as you get closer they kind of nudge each other and look at you and back at each other and start sort of gesturing in a get off the road kind of way for us to get off the road yeah well at least that's your best guess at what the frantically waving arms mean. Well, it doesn't look like they're going anywhere. It doesn't. And in fact, you are coming towards the cart from behind, but they're going in the same direction you were. You um, folks doing all right up there? We're fine. It's all fine. Everything's fine. All right, then. I guess they're fine. Let's, let's walk around it. Guess so. As you get closer, the other one goes, no, yeah. Okay, we're not fine. Uh, you should go, like, hide under that tree or something while we get this sorted. Because we might get birds. Birds? Yeah, big angry birds. May have made them cross. Might have a lame horse. They might come and get us. I mean, I've seen seagulls. They're not that big. Yeah, they're not seagulls. You hear this screech from the sky sounds like a bird of prey very loud um can we see anything you can roll a perception check Alrighty. uh 24 uh, you can see at least two very large birds very large birds i mean you're not really familiar with surface animals but these are big birds. 
Real sort of holds up a thumb, trying to like gauge the actual size and relative to distance of these birds. Realizes how big they are, and looks at the rest of the party. Uh, these are these are big, like really big. Good, I'm hungry. I would like to reach into my component pouch, uh-huh. and a um. And a really fat lamb appears about 30 feet away, kind of away from the cart, just by itself. Okay. The, the, the birds are circling. Um, you can now see, as you're paying attention, there's actually three of them. Big, dark shapes against the sky. Um, one of them flies a little way out over the lamb and then comes back towards the cart and suddenly they are diving, or at least the first one is making a dive towards one of the people with the cart. Uh, at this point, I would like you all to roll initiative for Eagle Fight. Eagle Fight. Eagle Fight. That would be a, s- a seven for me. Sixteen. Seven. Sixteen. I should Eight. roll these. Eight. Oh no. <laughs> Eleven. For those listening at home, Chris has just hypnotized me. A picture of a big bird <laughs> saying, Here's pandemonium in the chat, and I can't look away. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's it now. You, you are stuck with it. Yeah, that's what, uh, that's what Tip Secretary actually looks like when, when they go all birdie and, and flamey. That's what it really is. That's right, I'm just rolling a bunch of other initiatives, which I'm sure makes you feel. Very secure. Well, you've got these two other guys and then these birds. Mm-hmm. So they all get initiatives. Quite good initiatives. Except for the guys who rolled horribly. Okay, I'm going to send you a photo which will improve your lives and happinesses immensely. So you have got a road. On either side of the road, you have got a ditch, which is three or four feet wide. Um, it is jumpable, but it'll cost you um, two squares of movement to take the time to jump it or to clamber through it. There is a tree on one side of the road on the other side of the ditch, which is the thing with a trunk, and the canopy comes out to where the dotted line is. You have three big fluffy eagles. You have two people who are the stars and Two horses, who are the little pink pom-poms. They don't actually have initiatives, I just wanted you to know that there were horses. First, on the initiative order, is this green eagle who is diving in. Because these are, now that you get a look at them, giant eagles. And it's going to dive in and try to grab at the, uh, the blue cart person, which it will need to do 20. Here we go. Uh, which will hit, and it will do some damage, quite considerable damage, actually. Giant eagles being quite tough. Okay, well, that that bandit is completely staggered and is going to fall over under the onslaught of the eagle, which will land on top of him and start tearing at him with its beak. And he has very rapidly gone from a living person to a unconscious and in deep trouble person. Uh, Rill, it mm-hmm. is 
Your turn. Okay. Uh, I'm going to look at all this happening, and I am going to... Jeez. Um, I'm going to keep my distance from the giant birds, and I'm going to shoot at it with my crossbow. The one that's attacking the, the carter? Yes, that one. Cool, cool. Please roll me an attack. Uh, n- nope. That's a nat one, and then that would be a three. Unfamiliar with shooting at giant birds, you you think you're aiming for the sort of center of it, and it just sort of passes between head and wing and doesn't hit anything. Would you like to move? Would you like to do anything else? Um, no, I'll I'll stay where I am. That's fine. Okay. Uh, it is now Red Eagle's turn. Red Eagle is gonna have a go at the other the other person with the cart. Seems like the thing to do. But is going to, as it dives down, screaming, the other person with the cart ducks wildly and puts their hands up over their head and kind of manages to hide sufficiently among the various uneven boxes on top of their cart that the eagle flies overhead and misses and is just has to circle around and try again. The third eagle, observing this, is not too bright, and I think is just going to go and attack one of the horses, who, sadly for them, being caught in traces, can't run away. So one of those horses now has a giant eagle on his back. He does not seem pleased about this. The horse is screaming, the eagle is screaming. Oh no. It's all very bad. Alusha, you're up. Equus is occurring. <laughs> there, is, there is carnage. <laughs> we are treated for an impromptu um, staging of Equus. Okay, um, so how far are uh, the eagles away from each other right now? Just catching that, will you? So one of them is on the floor, um, tearing into a person. One of them is on a horse, tearing into that. And one of them is a little distance away across uh, the bottom field. But judging by the distance you've seen them move, you are none of you are safe from the eagle that is still flying. You are within its range. Are any of them within five feet of each other? Uh, yes, the one on the horse and the one on the person are within five feet. Okay, so I'm so I'm gonna do horde breaker, sure. which is the um Yeah, you get to have a go at the second one as well. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and I'm gonna do horde breaker with my um with my bow. Mm-hmm. One second. So that's gonna be um fourteen. Uh that just hits. Okay. I'm trying, I'm trying to remember whether you hit or miss when you match the armor class, and I can't remember. It's different to say. Uh, if you are equals the armor class, you hit. Yeah, then you hit. Okay. Uh, that's going to be eight piercing damage. Was that the green or the white one? Um, Was it the one on the horse or the one on the person? Um, The one on the person. Okay. And then I get to do that again. And then you get to do that again on the other one. So uh, do I roll my d20 again, or do I just roll Yeah, the... you, you roll a new attack on the, the second creature. Because I haven't been able to do this successfully before yet, so... 
Ah, beans. That's a, that's a nat one, so uh, it's uh, eight, which yeah, does not. That, that yep. does not. That goes wide. At least I got one. Would you like to move, or are you staying put? Um, I am going to move uh, to the right of um, purple person. Okay. So up near the the eagle on the ground. Right. Next to the cart. Um, Ember. How would y'all feel about the option to add a d4 to your uh, attacks? Yep, please. I feel good about it. Cool. Y'all are blessed. Stylish. I am realizing I have nothing for uh, non-melee attacks. So, yep. You you could. I mean, you are you are within running up to it range of the ones oh. on the person on the ground. Cool. Okay. Yes. You have to I will. Around to lose you, but you could reach it. Cool. I will do that. Um, and I That's am going feet, to. So yes, I'm going to slash at it. Wait, um, hang on. Didn't you bless? Uh, bless is a bonus action. Uh, blesses and unless you have a special thing, blesses an action. JK, I was mixing up spells. Okay, then <laughs> I will just still bless everybody and get closer, but not up close. And I will. Okay, so you, you don't attack. want to be in melee range of it. No, I will. I will do that next turn. Okay, so you're standing next to Alicia. Yeah. Uh, Tapsikari. Um, I would like to make the sound that a red-tailed hawk makes, which is the sound that you think an eagle makes, that horrible scream that means death mm-hmm. is coming, um, as I ignite with golden fire. And then I... I'm trying to imagine... I'm the orange star, right? You are the orange star, yes. Yeah. So if I... Yeah, I'm going to move... Just up a little bit to get a clearer shot on that uh, green eagle. Okay, so just like 10 feet up. Yeah. And having made the scream the eagles wish they made, um, <laughs> I am going to cast Scorching Ray. Fantastic. Um, the red one is just circling right now, right? Yeah, it's, it's in the process of turning around in midair to come back and have another go, essentially. Well, I would like to dissuade it by sending one Scorching Ray over that way. And, um, wait, is that within 120 feet? Probably is, right? Yes, easily. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the other two I'm going to use to try and knock this one off the person who it's trying to eat. Sure. Okay. Um, roll for the red one then for me. Um, so the red one, hmm, that is... Uh, I think 14. That will hit. Nice. Um, oh, I've closed my thing for some reason. Sorry about that. Um, and then the green one is looking at mm, 10. That will miss. But you can yeah. roll me some damage on the red one. Oh, hold on. And also, 
uh, 14. Aha. So that comes to, uh, I think it's 2d6 per Scorching Ray. Yes. Um, so the first Scorching Ray against the red one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the red one. Uh, takes 11 damage, 11 fire damage. Cool, cool. And the second Scorching Ray against the green one. Uh, is looking at 13 fire damage. Oh. I'm not fucking around. You are not fucking around. Both of them, but the green one especially, is now looking a little ragged around the feathers. The blue person doesn't get a turn because they're unconscious. They get to automatically fail through death saves because there's an eagle tearing at them. Lucky them. The purple person, who is sort of hiding in amongst the covered boxes on top of the cart, is going to stay crouched down up there and is frantically going to load a crossbow and unload it into the green eagle that is attacking their friend. Um, they hit. And it gets an amount of damage. Quite a nice roll. But not enough to kill the eagle, just enough to annoy the eagle. And then it is Green Eagle's turn. Um, Green Eagle, I think, is going to look up from its savaging and just spread its wings and flap once and hop towards Alusha and have a go with first its claws at Alusha, which is, um, well, that, that's a 21 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Mm. Unfortunately, I, I, I thought that would probably be the case. Uh, let me roll you some damage. Because I know that's what you want. Of course. Uh, that is 10 damage. Okay. From claws. And then it is also, having raked you with its claws, going to try with the beak. Um, but that is only a 9. So I think that misses. Having had a go at you, um, it's not going to... No, it is. It's just going to... Because it didn't have really have time to sort of fully take off, so it's kind of on the ground in front of you. Comes up to about chest height, the head of this thing. That's um, now in melee with you and Ember. Uh, and it's Rill's turn again. Oh, good. All right, then... The guy that's unconscious on the ground, can I, can I get... Um, you'd have to run past an eagle to do it. Uh, if I can physically get over there, like, close enough to touch him, I'll do that. Uh, let me count. What's your movement speed? 30. No, you can't. You can only get far enough to, um, be behind your friends as they battle an eagle. Okay. Uh, then I'll move over there, and okay. instead of trying to heal that guy, I'm gonna take another, um, take another shot at that eagle with my crossbow. Sure. And th that is gonna be, uh, 22 to hit. That will hit. Alrighty, and that's gonna be, uh, 8 piercing damage. Look, it's 
got I think three crossbow bolts in it now and a bit of singeing and it's looking pretty pretty beat up. Um, the red eagle, the one that is still flying, having been badly singed by Tepsikiri, is going to try and eat Tepsikiri's face. It just seems like the thing to do. Bring it. So it's going to fly down, screaming in a manner that is not like eagles wish they screamed. It's some, instead, somewhat less impressive than a bird of its size should produce. Uh, that is 15 to hit. Um, the claws. That almost certainly hits. Yeah, that hits. Okay, so that is... Where's my dice? Dice, dice, dice. I am not difficult to hit. Talons. Which is the thing you want to hear when you're the person who keeps bringing attention to themselves. Yeah, please take 15 damage oh. from eagle claws. Cool. Please take... Please take three damage from fire. Noted. It's going to have another go with its beak. Oh no, I don't <laughs> like that at all. <laughs> mm-hmm, that's 19 to hit. Uh, but it's only five damage. Mm. I think it takes another three damage. Check. Here we go. Um... Yes, it takes another three damage. Okay. Because it continues to be in a fire. Yeah, it, it's, it's now basically in awkward grappling melee combat with a person who is on fire. So Sigri is having a bad day and is not going to space. <laughs> uh, it's going to then continue flying because it has a huge fly speed. Mm. And we'll it likes attacking from the air. Uh, you, it will be leaving your melee space if you would like to make an attack of opportunity. I love to make an attack of opportunity. I clobber it very hard with a quarterstaff. <laughs> That's um, so valid. Assuming I can um, actually achieve that. Uh, that would be 14. Uh, no, you successfully uh, clobber. 16 to hit. Sorry? Yeah, you, said, you, you can clobber the eagle on its way past. Cool. Um... I had a D8 just a second ago, but I managed to lose it because I was fiddling. Um, never mind. Let me go find a dice, grab a virtual dice roller instead. This is the content people sent up to him. It's fine. It is. It, it, it so is. I'm glad you specified that it was flying away and not taking Tipsikri with it because for a second <laughs> I was fearing that we oh, have to do that. That will do. Uh, I do another 10 damage to it. Because nice. I'm very angry. It makes another disappointing eagle scream as it flies off. Mm. Because you have smacked it very hard in the tail. Mm. Uh, white eagle, having savaged a horse, um, is, is going to take off again and fly around again and sort of try to dive bomb the combination of Ember and Rel who are standing in a nice line. Um, oh, so no. first attack will be against Ember with claws. Uh, that's 18 to hit. Just hits. Okay. Uh, 10 damage. And then it will try to sort of bite Rill on the way past as well. Uh. So it's kind of landing on top of you and trying to go for your face. <laughs> uh. Uh, 15 to hit. That will not hit. Okay, so it tries to bite you, fails to bite you, and is then 
yeah, then just not worry about it. It's going to um, keep flying past, which means you do both get attacks of opportunity on it if you'd like them, because it doesn't really want to land. It wants to keep flying. I yeah, very much absolutely. would like. That is a 19 to hit. Oh, yeah, that hits. Yeah, and mine was a uh, 8, so... <laughs> that misses. I thought so. Yeah, yeah. There's 9 damage. Okay. Uh, which one was that? That was the White Eagle. So it is Alusha's turn. You are currently in melee with the Green Eagle. Okay. Um, and I still have a uh, Horde Breaker each of my turns, I think. I, they are no longer hostiles within five feet of each other. Oh, okay. So Horde Breaker is a thing you can do every turn if you've got targets that are within five feet of each other. Okay. I guess since I'm in closer range, short sword might make more sense, but they also don't do as much, they don't have as much hit points. Um, yeah, you, you will be rolling at disadvantage if you use a range attack while you are in melee. So you'd be less Okay, then we're going to go, we're going to go with short swords then since I'm in melee. Yeah. Okay. God damn it. Uh, uh, that is eight. <laughs> that misses. Yep. You are deflected by feathers. Yep. Would um, you like to move? Yeah, probably. Um, it will, it, it will get an attack of opportunity if you move out of melee, but it's up to you. Um, and then you'd be able to shoot it next time, so, you know. No, I'll stay put. Okay. Um, Ember, also in melee with a green eagle. I am going to swing at it with my... Battleaxe. I support this course of action. That is a 14 to hit. That hits. And as it hits, um, the battleaxe sort of flashes. Um, and so it does um, six slashing damage. And mm -hmm. then, um, or rather, uh, 11 slashing damage. And then uh, seven radiant damage for uh, divine strike. Okay, you you swing your axe into the shoulder of the eagle, and for a moment it's kind of staggered. And then, as the axe flares with radiant light and singes and and scorches into the wound, it actually keeps staggering and falls over on its side and flaps uselessly and stops moving. So, Green Eagle is no longer a threat. Nice. Uh, Great. Um, hmm. I am really mad at the Red Eagle that tried to murder me. It's the cycle of violence. I love to be a berserker sorcerer. Be a great nation. Nobody needs to take the light armor feat. It's not necessary. <laughs> um... Um, I, they're both kind of circled round my... Oh, they're both kind of circled round my way, huh? Mm-hmm. Isn't that exciting? So what I do is I spin around. Uh, how high are they? Um, they are probably 30 feet up. Oh, well, never mind. Hmm. Well, you could levitate an eagle. <laughs> no, levitating an eagle is not very effective on the cow wings and stuff. Um, no, I have a cool idea. Can I, can I, can I ready an action? Sure. 
Fantastic. What action would you like to hold? I would like to hold casting a spell, a particular spell. Um, okay. My fingertips glimmer with flames as I just take a little scooch closer to my friends. Okay. And I say, stay out of my way. Oh no, this isn't helpful because they're going to go down one at a time. No, this is dumb. Sorry for taking so much time on this. I'm going to cast Scorching Ray. <laughs> cool. Sorry, it spell. turned out my thing wasn't actually as, as good in this situation as I thought on account of how they're too far. Um, um, yeah, so I'm going to fire two Scorching Rays at Red One uh-huh. and one Scorching Ray at White One. I am clearly fueled entirely with spite as I steadily bleed out from my wounds. <laughs> Uh, so Scorching Ray, red number one. Uh-huh. Remembering my extra dice this time. That is 14 to hit. That hit. Nice. Red number two. That is 15. Also hit. White number one. Well, the only one against white. That is lots, like 21. The hits, all three hit. Absolutely. Fantastic. So, um, the red one... Uh, that's quite disappointing. Uh, takes 11, 16 fire damage as two just searing bolts of fire fly through the air. It, it sort of staggers in the air as you hit it with these bolts of flame. Hmm. Does it smell like chicken? Kinda? More like turkey. Hmm. And then the white one is looking at nine points of fire damage. Cool, cool. Um, Blue person... I will also just take a step just up and left, by the way. So you're sort of more clustered with your friends? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, blue person makes another death save. They pass this one. Purple person is just steady stream of swearing and is going to take another crossbow shot at this time the white one uh, and miss so badly that they have trapped their finger in the string of the crossbow ouch that happens sometimes when you roll an actual one with a crossbow <laughs> so they're useless just trying to hide on top of their cart um rill your turn Okay. It I'm looks gonna... to you like the blue person is just about still breathing. Yeah, I'm going to hurry on over there and I'm going to cure wound them. You can do that. That's going to be eight, uh, eight points back. Cool. It is now Red Eagle's turn and it's really annoyed at Tepsicorate because the cycle of violence is a thing. <laughs> so it's going to swoop down and attack Tepsicorate twice. Uh, the first is a 24 to hit. That just grazes my AC, unfortunately. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Hit. Yeah. So that was um, claws, mm-hmm. which is. And then it rolled really high. So that was 15 damage. Well, it takes three damage. It does take three damage. I have minus 11 hit points now. So Tepsikari falls down. Oh, excuse me. I can't do maths. I took. Some hit points. Oh, it doesn't really matter. Okay, cool. You you have less than one, which is great. Yeah. Oh, I didn't turn into Chunky Salsa, though, which is good. He didn't turn into Chunky Salsa. Um, uh. Seeing you drop, the eagle is going to carry on 
And uh, yeah, why not go for a Lucia as well with the beak? Because it can do that. And it rolled a nat 20. Fucking hell. Oh no. So now I roll this dice four times. Fuck. And you take, please, 12 damage from Eagle to the face. Fine. And it's going to, in the course of, of making those attacks, it is going to land. So it is now on the ground. And the White Eagle is also going to fly in and have a go at Ember. Because, you know, you're the person most easily accessible. Uh, but that is, it might miss you. That was a 14. That misses. Okay, second attack with the beak is uh, 22. That hits. And that is eight damage. I've lost my dice, so no one else can be attacked. Oh, no. I've got 1d4 and it's vanished. <laughs> Whatever shall we do? And it will also, in the course of attacking it, it will, it will not continue flying overhead. I think it will also land. So I will, tell, I will send you... Well, you know, I could always move up to the next size of dice. That might you that might have disadvantages for you. Hey. And it is Alusha's turn. Cool. Uh let's see. Trying to double check. Um I'm pretty sure I have a healing spell that I wanna Give to Tipsikri. Um, let me double check what that is. Where is my? Oh, wait. Uh... Trying to do everything on a phone is not easy, y'all. Not having not a laptop easy. sucks. Um. Okay. Yeah, I have Cure Wounds, so I'm going to do Cure Wounds on Tipsicory. Is that not touch range? What? That is a touch range, I believe. Cure Wounds. So you'll first have to get to Tipsicory. Okay. There are two angry eagles between you and them. Okay. Uh, yeah, you are, you are in the shadow of the red one, and then Ember is above you next to the white one. Okay. Um... What is, um, is the purple person, like, on, like, b- behind or under or on top of something? They are on top of the cart. Okay. Uh, is there room for me to get up on top of that? Uh, you could climb up. It would be a bit of a scramble to get up, so it would take you... Yeah, I would say, yeah, I think you can, if you use all of your movement, you could go over the cart. And around Tipsikri, yeah. you... It's like, my main objective right now is to make sure Tipsikri doesn't die. Um, and I need to get close enough to them to... Yeah, I, I would say that, yes, you can... You, you would be able to spend all of your movement to scramble up and, and around the cart or under the cart or, or something of that sort. To get close enough to Tipsikri? Yeah. You wouldn't be able to get any further, but you could, you could do that. Okay. And technically, you'd be staying within range of, of the Red Eagle, so only the White one would get an attack of opportunity. Okay, yeah, I'm going to do that. Okay. Uh, White Eagle gets to have a stab at you as you go past, which is 20 to hit. Yeah. 
another 10 damage. Cool. So I'm down to two, I think. But you're standing. <laughs> I'm standing. Still standing. Um, okay. So let me just update that real quick. Um, and then I rolled a uh, 14 plus three medicine, um, which is 17 for Tepsichri. So then... Wait, I thought you were using a spell. Or wait... I, I'm doing this wrong. One second. I thought I thought you were using lay on hands. What? You said you were going to use lay what? on hands. No, I have it cure wounds. Sorry. Yes. Um. But that's a spell. That's not. You don't. You don't make a medicine check for that. You um. You just roll to do it. Oh. oh okay. That just, uh, just works. So... Okay. It'll it'll tell you how much healing you get for that. It's one d eight. It's one d eight per spell slot level. Plus your spellcasting ability modifier. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's 1d8 plus 3. So you roll a d8 and add 3. Okay. That's going to be 11. Nice roll. That's but really good. is no longer dying. Hooray. Yeah, you're no longer dying. You're welcome. Now somebody save me. <laughs> Don't worry, I have healing that I was going to use on Tipsifery that's now going to be used on you. Uh, Ember. You you are up and you are facing two super angry eagles. Uh, the red one looks pretty damn injured. Uh, the white one, not so much. I'm going to strike at the red one. Mm-hmm. That is a 24 to hit. Oh yeah, that will hit. And 11 damage. That is one unconscious eagle. Hella. Finally. That eagle is I'm no longer in play. Gonna look threateningly at the other eagle. It's gonna angrily, you know, hiss at you. I don't know what noises eagles make. Um, Tupsikari, it's your turn. You are not dying, although you are on the floor. And Ooh. there is a, a an eagle in its death throes next to you. And mm. then a live and angry eagle also next to you. Cool. I um, kind of I kind of just reach I kind of reach, I, I, I actually know, I was going to use my action to use my move and then I don't think provokes an attack of opportunity. No, not. you can stand up for that, yeah. Sweet. Um, at which point I am going to um, I am going to do the thing I was going to do before. I put my hands together, mm-hmm. and then I thrust them forwards, and I cast Burning Hands. Nice. It must make a dexterity saving throw of mm-hmm. slightly lower than my usual dex saving throw. Uh, 12. Must make a dexterity throw of 12. Or better. It made exactly 12. Okay, it takes half damage. Okay. Uh, my fury cannot be contained. Honestly, that's valid. Yeah, yeah. Um, Does this come out in an arc, by the way? Uh, yes, it is a cone. Are you singeing ember with your burning hands? I'm not. I'm not aiming directly at it. Okay, so it's on one side of your cone. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, you probably singe some some grass and things in the field. Ooh. It's all it does take 16 fire damage. Ooh! My exceptional anger does not cease when I fall unconscious. 
that that is one highly singed but still living eagle. I am upset by this development. Um, blue person is now alive, but I think is going to spend their turn lying on the ground, you know, clutching at their heavily mauled face, saying, oh god, oh god, oh god. Seems like a response. The purple person who has not been too badly injured is going to have another go with crossbow at the one remaining eagle. Um, this time they will hit. Uh, what does a crossbow do? What does their crossbow do? Their crossbow does 1d8 plus 1. So that is another bit of injury to the eagle. Uh, Rill. Everyone is currently on their feet. Ember and Tepsikari are in melee with an angry and singed eagle. Okay. Um, well, uh, assuming that Lucia is still at like two hit points. Um, yeah, Alusha looks heavily bloodied. Yeah, but he's still I'm gonna, standing. I'm gonna hurry over and um, do some cure wounds to just all of that mess. Okay, you will need to. Um, what's your movement? Thirty. Thirty. You will need to stand next to the eagle in order to also be standing next to Alusha. Because it would, it That's would take not perfect, but I'll do it. Yeah, <laughs> otherwise you'll be on top of the cart and you won't be able, quite within reach. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, but you will be next. able to reach, so you are you are next to <laughs> you'll come into melee with an eagle in order to heal Lucia. This is friendship. Uh, that's gonna be is that right? Oh yeah, I guess it must be. That's gonna be ten healing. Thanks. No problem. Red eagle is out of the picture. White Eagle has just been fire blasted up the butt. I <laughs> <laughs> did not like that at all. <laughs> so I'm afraid it's going to go for Tubsikari again. <laughs> Which, this time. It would like to be more on fire. Got it. It would love and to be more on fire. That's a 14 to hit. That hits. <laughs> this is so unfortunate for Tubsikari. I'm so hittable. That's um, 11 damage. That's exactly enough to drop me. <laughs> oh my... Again? It takes Yay. three damage! Yay! <laughs> Does that not drop when you go unconscious the first time? No, it doesn't drop at all. It doesn't nice. drop until it ends or until I die. Nice. Ha- having like smacked you back down to the ground, it will then... Um, make a beak attack against Ember on the other side. 18 to hit. That hit. May I suggest that this fascinating conversation you're having in text is one you could have in character? Ember doesn't know shit about what a sorcerer spell is or not. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Moss only knows because Moss just got done playing one. Uh, please take six damage. <laughs> This is it. Well, while, while we're having fun playing with the eagles, the players are sat there, finally, finally cottoning to the fact that Produce Flame is not a sorcerer spell, as all the broadcasters <laughs> who've been listening to this game have been screaming for the last, like, 14 episodes. <laughs> Perfectly ordinary elf. Yeah, e- e- um, Eagle is still standing, somehow, looking very ragged. Um, Alusha, 
You are up. Subsecretary is down. Okay. Uh, we're in a nice little semicircle here. Um, okay. Um, and there's just one left, right? Yeah, it's just the one eagle. Okay. There are two eagle corpses and one um, probably dead horse. Can I use my bow? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's going to be 25. Yeah, that hits. Hell yeah. Oh, fuck. I just realized something. You know how I'm on yes. fire? You know how people keep yeah. hitting me with touch spells? <laughs> Everyone who's touched Topsikiri should have taken, I think, three damage. Three fire yes. damage. Which is Rill and Alusha. So I think Alusha would actually have gone down. Yeah. But then Rill would have brought you back up because he came over and healed you anyway. Um, yeah. Then I was at yeah. minus one, and then now I'm at nine. You always come up from zero. What? So when you go down, you always go down to zero. And then when you are healed, oh. you always come up from zero. So you don't have to track negative hit points. Okay, so then instead of you, you'll 12 be on, hit points, I'm at 10 hit points. Yeah, so be on, on the healing you got. Okay. With burned hands. Cool, okay. Um, but I had a really good arrow roll. Let me roll for damage. Yeah. Um, I'm hurting a bit, so it, uh, that's just a five damage, five piercing damage. It's a nice shot, and it, it goes into the eagle's chest, but somehow that thing is still standing. Lemmy Adam. All hail the immortal eagle. Please finish this eagle off. I'm feeling bad now. <laughs> <laughs> that is a 15 to hit. That hits. And 8 damage. You smack that eagle with your axe, and one of its wings is now slightly hanging off, and also it's on the floor bleeding out. Good. Heavily singed from previous adventures. There are two living people, um, one probably dead horse, three dead eagles. Hey, who wants to set themselves on fire and heal me? Uh, you know what? How about I just do a prayer of healing? It's going to take a couple minutes, but I think we have time well, now that there's not... I've, well, I've, I do need to be stabilized, or I will die. Yeah, I, I will come over and lay on hands, because I don't think that during the battle I would have realized that everybody else was getting burned by... Oh, shit, degree. that's right, you were unconscious, I forgot, because you're talking. <laughs> I was just like, oh, yeah, Tipsicree's fine. Yes, um, I will come over and lay on hands and heal Tipsicree for... I don't know. Uh, five hit points. Cool. Please also take three fire damage. Wait, is that still going? She's unconscious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh. Doesn't drop. There is nothing in this ability to set it that says it ends when I go unconscious. Yeah, I guess. I guess not. Tipsikri, my hands are burned from healing you. I'll admit, I don't uh... know a lot about magic, especially sorcerer magic, but I feel like you shouldn't still be on fire while unconscious. 
Well, I mean, that's really just because of the illimitable fire in my soul. How... I... Hmm... Ben, can I suggest a round of Arcana checks? Yeah, I think, in fact, this would be a great time for everybody, um, including Topsikori, to make an Arcana check. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's always funny to know whether they know what they're talking about. That is a 13. You know, I have a really good bonus. I just rolled shit. That's a 12. That's an 8. Oh, wait. I have expertise. What does that do? Um, This is an ability check, and you are all still blessed. Oh, wait. Is it? I thought blessed didn't help with... um... It doesn't... Oh, no. It's just saves, isn't it? Sorry. Yeah, attacks and saves. Yeah. Blessing doesn't help you. What did you Uh, roll? That was an 18 for me. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so somehow <laughs> Topsikori genuinely does not know this um, Ember and Real, you have suspicions Alusha, you remember something you know, conversations you've had in the past with wizards and yeah, being still on fire whilst unconscious is really weird and also illimitable fire in the soul is not something wizards normally talk about I mean, we're past the point of Terpsichore is not a wizard. <laughs> that's true, that's true. Sorcery has been admitted to, out loud. <laughs> yes, but now also, combined with the whole you speaking primordial... Are, yes. are you some sort of elemental being? I don't think Ember knows what a Genasi is. I look very, I look very confused. Like, no, I'm, I'm a sorcerer. I mean, I have the blood of the fire plane in my soul. I mean, that's how sorcerers do. And then I sweet prayer of healing. Um, sorry, we just got a prayer of healing in the chat. Um, and then I kind of. And then I kind of start trying to herd everybody away from these eavesdropping people who might be warlocks for all I know. Um, they are the, the two people with the cart are not paying a huge amount of attention to, to any of you. Um, the one who didn't get seriously injured is now on the ground next to their friend, kind of trying to talk them down from the I nearly died panic. I mean, they're, they're fine. They got some divine healing in them. I don't know what, what they're worried about. They're not hardened adventurers like you. We should probably ask. We should probably ask uh, why those birds were attacking them. But that can wait. I think this conversation is a little more important. Mm-hmm. Cool. I get people away, and then, just for good measure, I use a minor illusion to summon my own personal little, my own personal little cloud, and some rain sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> what, just over yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Does it put the fire out? No, it's, it's not a real rain cloud. No, it's just a little emotion indicator hovering over your head, pretending to rain on you. Tipsicory has emojis. 
and it's I think <laughs> still on fire unless enough time has passed that you're uh, not. I mean, it only lasts for a minute, so. Okay, so yeah, as as you are herding your friends away, you have ceased to be on fire, and now you are instead being illusory rained on. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can trust you, all right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've not been entirely honest with you. Really? I, I am a runaway princess. I do come from a long way away. It's just that the long way away I come from is the elemental plane of fire. Um, I'm not. Um, I don't. Well, I mean, I do have, you know, a phoenix soul because I am a phoenix. Well, what? I'm a phoenix. Speaking of tropes, Ben, can we have a bottle episode at some point? Yes, I was just thinking about bottle episodes yesterday. This is a bottle campaign 